Welcome to Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast. And here we are. Hi. Welcome back. How are you? I'm good. And yourself? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm as good as I'm going to be. I'm Corona good, as I've heard. Recently. Yeah. I tell you what, we our, our beginnings, every time we start this, it's really stupid because we spend an hour talking before we, before we start the podcast. We're like, how are you? We're like, wait, we already fucking talked for the last 45 minutes. What was the point of that? I know. And I, when we talk before we get on here, I try to keep it to like private things that do not need to be broadcasted to the masses, but then sometimes we forget and just start talking about which is all sorts of stuff, which is how this podcast came about to begin with. Cause it was really just, Hey, let's record our conversations because people want to hear them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and partially, yeah. Cause we're lazy. Cause we were talking and then it's like, okay, well now let's figure out how to communicate this. And it's like, I know let's cut out the middleman called actual production of information. And let's just tape ourselves randomly talking and let them sort it out. You said tape. <laughs> Oh, tape? Is that not what we're doing? Is the books on tape? No, we're not taping. It's not a VCR. It's not a recorder. Listen, listen. Tape recorder. Listen, I don't need everybody's- Your pound signs. I don't need everybody's new fandangle nonsense. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this is Coaching and Cocktails, but you know that if you're listening, hopefully you didn't just stumble upon this, and that's Brandy and I'm Tina. And um, I have to, you know, I think it's really cool because I have to give a shout out to my neighbor listens to our podcast and not my female neighbor, my male neighbor. Hey, Nate. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> yeah, okay. He listens. He listens. And um, Nate has his own podcast. It's called Nate's Daily Wager. Mm. And it's like, it's, it's basically like, it's not sports betting. It's I guess it, I guess it is. I don't really understand it, but he doesn't have any sports to talk about right now. So he's doing all these like random, like Russian something or another, whatever. I mean, and and I'm like, I don't really understand it, Nate, but I'll give you a shout out. (laughs) I love that. Well, I'll tell you like, he listens, he listens. So yeah, he likes our podcast. It's good when people listen. I know. I mean, I wish more people listened. Even if they don't, I guess it's just us really doing our own work. So you don't have to listen if you don't want to. But, you know, it's funny, the other day when that um, golf tournament was on, we were so excited to watch it. I don't like golf, right? I don't golf. I don't really even know it. We sat and watched four hours of that, that golf tournament because oh. it's the only thing, but it's actually pretty funny. The one with Tiger Woods and... I don't um, know anything about it. Um, uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Oh, I did hear about that. Okay. Yes. It was the celebrity one. The celebrity and- one. It was actually pretty good, and it was. Didn't Tom Brady to like get a hole in one or something? I mean, it was yes, like a it, whole like charity thing. And he also split his pants. Oh, that's what I heard. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's what I caught on the news. He split his pants. He okay. actually did both those things. I don't know if he got a hole. I think it was a hole in one. Um, yeah, but it was pretty funny. So I won't watch NASCAR. I'm not going to go that far yet. But man, you'll talk me into watching some stuff I normally would not have any interest in. Yeah. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm trying to, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the TV world that much anymore. We mostly are watching old episodes of Naked and Afraid and um, we're finishing up the second season of American Horror Story because Eric had never seen it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm still very slowly watching the um, Epstein documentary on Netflix. I'm only through episode two and it's just disturbing as so, fucking fuck. 
I tried. I did about 20 or 30 minutes of the first episode and I just couldn't. So then I looked at the episodes. I'm like, okay, do, do they talk about what happens to him in prison? And it doesn't look like they ever do. It looks like it's basically the R. Kelly kind of thing, talking yeah. about the, the survivors, which is important, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it, I, it's just pretty, it's, so I'm slowly getting through it and I'll, you know, probably finish watching it. But um, that's pretty much all we're watching on the TV right now. We used to watch Naked and Afraid like years ago when it first came out. We were like, you know, Eric and I used to watch it. <clears throat> and now it's on like Hulu. So Nicholas started watching it. So he's got us watching it. I actually forgot how much I like watching these dumbass people <laughs> naked, and, naked in the fucking Borneo jungle. I don't know who <laughs> like, would agree to that. No, no. And you don't even make any money. It's not like, it's not like Survivor where you get like a million dollars yeah. at the end. You're just fucking naked for 21 days. And they have Naked and Afraid XL, which is oh, six no, people you. for 40 days. No, 40, oh, I mean, back 41, 40, 40, 41 days, maybe 40, it's 40 something days, but it's a long ass motherfucking yeah. time to be living in the jungle, butt ass naked with no food and no water and whatever the hell it's, it's insane to watch. I don't, and, I don't and fascinating. Do that. Like, I don't want to do any of those things alone. I don't want to go in the jungle, even with clothes and food and water. I don't no. want to be without food. I don't no. want to be naked. No, like none of this. Uh, you know what I always worry about when I do watch that, like especially like girls, like things can like crawl. I know. Her. I'm always thinking about like, yeah. oh, like what if? Because this on the one, like leeches were really bad. Oh Jesus! Was, so I think it was the one where they were in. They were in uh, like uh, the New Orleans, bi or not New Orleans, uh, Louisiana Bayou or something, and leeches were really bad. Mm -hmm. And they're like in waist deep water and i'm thinking and they've got oh. leeches like all on their legs and, and i'm, I'm like what snakes. if one goes up in there right like no thank you no i know Listen. yeah that's what i always think about but i am still fascinated to watch it and i'm like so you know if you watch besides all of those like heebie-jeebie kind of things um i mean it's it is it's still fascinating like what the human one what the human body can can you know can endure, yeah. right? And how much the mental aspect plays into it, right? Because you watch these people just like falling fucking oh, apart, yeah. right? So it, but it's it's all mental, right? And we talk about this even in in sports and bodybuilding and you know marathon running and like all the things that we do with clients. Um, it's just so mental, the mental game, right? Like it's it's your your, you know your body will give out before your mind does or is it the other way your mind no, the other way around your mind yeah. will give out about before well before your body yeah does. yeah and your body will go you know i would say where the mind goes the body will follow right? oh yeah like it's it's just so fucking well, mental high and if you stress. don't have that strong mental game then you're not yeah don't even fucking go on naked and afraid I mean, let alone try to do bodybuilding for, for those of you out there that were planning <laughs> on going on naked and afraid you're gonna want to but it is true like people, I mean, you can have psychotic mental breaks. And I guess this kind of fits into both our naked and afraid conversation and what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> we, we went hiking on Saturday, right? The four of us. I, would, I have a two-year-old. I do not have a two-year-old. I don't know why I said that. A five-year-old and an eight-year-old. And my husband, who's a Green Beret. And we went 
to this park that they, and it's basically a backyard, right? So picture like a one acre, maybe two acre kind of wooded. The trail you walk on is one that somebody went through with a lawnmower. It's mowed all the way down to the ground, right? Mm-hmm. We're next to two major highways. Well, we somehow kind of get lost, right? And start to panic. Like, and it's ridiculous because I know I can hear the people in the parking lot from where I am, right? I know I'm not in Borneo, right? I know. I, <laughs> Are you sure? The Borneo, I, the Borneo like, jungle like, of Loudoun County. Right, like, where can they land the medevac helicopter to come get me? And I like irrationally start to panic a little bit. And so of course the kids start to panic a little bit and it's just amazing. And I, what's Jim doing in all of this? The green, what's the green beret special forces guy doing? So he, as his family is panicking about being lost in somebody's backyard. So he immediately (laughs) just stops talking to us. (laughs) I think he immediately goes into his own self-preservation. So had that been a real event, there's a good chance he would have just left us there. Because like he was not worried about our mental state. Like Brooke just starts crying. I want to go home. I want to go home. I mean, it's embarrassing because we're literally like, like I can hear the people picnicking from where we are, but somehow we were on this loop that we just kept going around and around. And like, motherfucker, that's the same rock. Like, how do we get out of here? It was the- It was like a corn maze. It was like a corn maze. It was the dumbest, most embarrassing thing ever in this world. But I'm like, have we been locked up so long that I'm going to freak out, like, you know, this quickly? But it, I mean, it goes to what happens in stressful situations where you stop functioning like a rational person, right? Like mm-hmm. all of your rational, a normal person like me, your, all your rational inclinations go out the door, right? And you can see like tunnel vision start closing in and panic. And you start considering doing very erratic. Like for a minute, I was thinking about calling nine nine one one, right? Like, oh my god, I almost wish you had. Once Jim told us to shut up and just follow (laughs) him, from the place where I was going to call nine one one to our car was about four minutes. (laughs) That's how lost we were. (laughs) But at the time, it didn't matter, right? Like Mm -hmm. my stress level went through the roof, and I was no longer making good decisions because well and that's where his green beret training comes in (laughs) and he knows to keep calm and carry on right like you you just don't fucking panic and there was a um we'll we'll get into our actual talk but it reminds me of um when i was in this training class in uh when i was still working at, at the agency um a leadership training class and they used um the sully sullenberg Mm-hmm. Um, you know, incident as this, basically it was your training is what sets you up for, you know, it's like this repetitive over and over train, 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 train mm-hmm. is what sets you up for success in whatever the situation is going to happen. So mm-hmm. they talked about, you know, and they had this interview with him, with, with him after, you know, the, he landed the plane on the Hudson and he, they asked him like, what was it? And he said, it was my training. He had yeah. trained on gliders. He had, you know, he had like, tra- he had trained in these scenarios over and over and over again. He had never trained to land a plane on the Hudson, but his training allowed him to remain calm and yeah. just know that, you know, this is what I have to do. Right. And, you know, we, and we talk all the time when we talk about like the mindset stuff and how, right. 
you know, just like if you're trying to build your biceps, you have to work them over and over and over again to build them big. And we talk about the mental muscle, right? You have to train, you have to train, train, train. So that goes back to, you know, obviously Jim's training allowed him right. to like, know that. That we weren't <laughs> like, going to die in the Loudoun County That we were going to die in the um, <clears throat> Loudoun County jungle. Well, so, but yeah, so it's all very similar to Naked and Afraid, right. Borneo Jungle. I mean, same thing, different location. It's relative, but you know what? It's relative, and so I am not going to shame you. Well, listen, I'm going to laugh also, at you, but I'm I not going to really, shame. You. I really had to pee, so that—that's where the panic came. Anxiety in. times one hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pee, and there was um poison ivy everywhere there was just a lot of problems like you guys just be happy you weren't there it was it was a bad look okay well i'm glad you made it out of the jungle alive because (laughs) thank you thank you yeah yeah life experience it's big news big news so that leads into today today's topic on stress now now maybe nobody wants (laughs) to give them advice on this Oh my gosh. I don't know. Um, so we decided we would talk today a little bit about stress and cause I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, what, what stress on the body is really is, or doesn't mean everybody talks about stress, right? It's just right. like, Oh, like, you know, when you feel stressed, right. You're just like, for people who have anxiety like myself, or you just, you feel like this heightened state of, I mean, that was a stressful situation, right? Like maybe your heart's racing, maybe you're, or maybe everybody kind of responds to stress a little bit differently, but like, you know, most people know when they're feeling stress, Mm -hmm. but it's really interesting to kind of give an example. So I, I'm working with one of my clients on, um, on managing her stress as we do with our, with all of our clients. And we'll kind of get in a little bit about, talk a little bit about cortisol and how that, you know, impacts, you know, body fat specifically in your, you know, belly region and like all of this stuff. And she's somebody that kind of like suffers from that. So I know that it's there, there's something going on there that is probably hormone related, you know, with cortisol stress and these things. Anyway, so she said that, um, she, you know, we've been going back and forth on email. She said something, she said, what you said to me made me think back to these like two situations. She said where she said one time she was going through a, um, a psych eval for some, some job she had to do. And, you know, the interviewer or whatever told her, like you're told her that, you know, even if you don't feel particularly stress, your body is still responding to the stress. Mm-hmm. So you may feel like you have it managed, but your body is still responding to it. Um, <clears throat> and then there was, there was another situation I can't I remember off the top of my head that, that sort of made her, you know, realize like, even though I think I'm managing my stress, you know, and mm-hmm. she said, and I don't feel externally stressed. She said, my body is still taking on that stress. And that's, that's kind of what we wanted to, you know, kind of what we wanted to talk about today is right. those, those hidden things you may not realize, you know, that are impacting. You, yeah. Right. I mean, that are not just like, oh, I feel stressed because I'm lost in the forest. Right. It's like, <laughs> it was real. It was, I scary. know. I know. Well, but you know, okay. So to your point, you had a stress response, right. Mm-hmm. And your body's response to stress is to immediately release cortisol. It's the fight or flight mm-hmm. hormone, right? It's, it, 
And, and that is what our bodies are designed to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and it goes back to when we were cavemen and we had to run away from the fucking saber tooth tiger, yep. right? Like if we didn't have this like spike of adrenaline, it's, it's stop every other body process. Get me the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. Let me run away, get back to my cave. And now I'm good. And then my cortisol levels can go back to normal. And now my body can go back to digesting food and burning, mm -hmm. you know, what, and have, you know, mental clarity and all these other things. Right. Yep. So that's what <clears throat> stress is meant to do. Right. And so that's exactly what happened. Right. Right. Like, and, and then, you know, your cortisol levels would come back down as they're supposed to when the stressful right. event is over. So I think there's stressful events and then there's generalized stressful environments. And we're in hopefully a one time in a ever historic situation where we are living in a stress bubble. Probably the most stressful situation you could ever be in, right? We're living in a global pandemic, a depression, and <clears throat> obviously massive civil disorder. And um, I, I don't, I don't want to classify it incorrectly, but you know, a major civic movement mm -hmm. going on. Civil that, unrest. So civil unrest, rightly <clears throat> so. I guess that's what I want to make sure I clarify. Yeah. It is righteous civil unrest. Yeah. Um, but on a level that we haven't seen in our lifetime. Right. Obviously it happened in the sixties. We haven't seen in our lifetime. PS, I absolutely support and stand with everybody. And you know, oh, yeah. this absolutely. is an, this is a, historic event. And I can't wait to see the amazing leaders that come out of this. Everybody's just got to keep, you got to keep pushing, right? Silence yeah. is consent. So, Absolutely. okay. That's your PSA for the day. But even if you're not out protesting and you don't have anybody that has coronavirus in your family and you're economically fine, you're watching everybody else and you're living in this constant fear of what the fuck is going to happen next? Mm -hmm. And even if you aren't processing that on an intellectual level on a daily basis, that is seeping into your body. And to some degree, your body's processing that. I have Absolutely. a lot of people who talk to me about the Corona five. And I think just about everybody has realized, even though you're working out harder and possibly eating cleaner, everybody's gained about five pounds. And I personally believe it's wholly related to this stressful environment and the probably the increased cortisol production in everybody's body right now. Absolutely. As we work through this. Right. And it's, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, there's just so many factors at play, like all, you know, the environmental stress. <clears throat> and then there is the, the physical stress, right? So, you know, maybe we are working out harder. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that is additional stress on our bodies. You know, we're trying to be the educators for our kids, Ugh. right? That's more stress on our minds. And, um, you know, the, the other, the other part of that too, is that a lot of us are moving a little bit. So we might be working out harder, maybe mm -hmm. we're working out more, but we're also not, we may not be as active in, in, you know, the fact that, I'm running here, running there, going here to the target and I got to go get my kids from school. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to work and I'm walking through the parking lot and, you know, run into lunch or whatever. We're not doing those things anymore. Right. So kind of our, what we call neat or your non-exercise activity, you know, thermogenesis has sort mm -hmm. of decreased a little bit, but all in all, what, you know, really what we're talking about is this, you know, probably spike in cortisol, which 
you know, is not a bad hormone, right? So a lot of people, cortisol gets a really bad rap. Like you have to have cortisol, mm-hmm. right? Like, like we just described. It is there for a reason. It's supposed to be high in the morning, low at night. It's high in the morning, so your ass gets up out of bed, right? Mm-hmm. And it's low at night, so your ass can go to sleep. And then it's meant to be there in those acute, stressful situations. Mm-hmm. But it is not meant to be elevated all the time. Because when it is, then that starts to impact your, your blood sugar regulation. So your, you know, the, the glucose, it starts to, it basically starts to signal the body, you know, in, in very layman's terms to store, it becomes a, um, a crisis, become a storage environment, yeah. right? So instead of utilizing, you know, the fuels that you need, your body, you know, goes into this crisis mode and is like, I need to store, 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 store. Um, <clears throat> so with that, right? So spiked cortisol, you know, becomes, you know, everything becomes like store fat, store energy, um, which makes you hungrier, which makes you crave things more. Um, and so it, it, it may make you more tired, right? So all of these things happen and you're not even realizing right. um, that, you know, this is kind of the snowball effect that happens. <clears throat> right. I mean, that, that's exactly right. And so then added to that is the current situation where everybody's home all the time. And I know at least in my life, I don't have any downtime anymore, right? There's no time, the ability to relax or chill or regroup a little bit isn't existent the way it is in my normal life. So you have this heightened level of a stressful environment both ongoing and acute, right, situations and just ongoing. And on top of that, for a lot of people, an impossible situation to ever regroup, right? Right, and, right. And so, you know, I just say that not to be an Eeyore about life, but also you have to be aware of it and understand it and not make it another thing that's stressing you out, right? Because you can get stressed out about how stressed out you are. Mm -hmm. You know, I've personally kind of had to come to a balance of accepting the situation to a degree, right? Accepting that I'm a few pounds up on the scale from where I'd like to be. I've done everything I need to do. It's still there. I could freak myself out about it, or I just have to kind of accept it's probably part of what's going on but then also do everything that I can to the best of my ability, right? right? Like I know I don't have those seven hours of quiet time while my kids are at school anymore, <laughs> right? Like that is maybe gone forever. So now I do take a hard hour a day when my husband comes home and go for a walk, right? Go for a walk by myself, nice and quiet. I was trying to do yoga, but then the kids would come down and interrupt me all the time. And you know, I could feel those stress hormones, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm in the middle of yoga and then somebody comes down to like, really nothing important is going on. And I could feel my stress hormones. So I'm like, this is actually stressing me out more. Right. Right. I'm getting more stressed out trying to relax. So that's just what's worked for me. One hour a day, just remove myself from the situation. That's the best I can do right now. Right. And I think a lot of people may not realize that because this, I mean, yes, we all know we're in a different situation here, but a lot of people are in the same type of situation as you 
And it's like, oh, well, I used to, well, you didn't used to go to the office every day, but you know, if, if people were talking to you, like you used to go to the office every day. So maybe you might've had job stress, but you still, you were able to remove yourself from the home right. stress. Right. Yes. Or, um, you know, you had, you, you got that little quiet 30 minutes in your office while you ate your lunch or whatever. And now, you know, our, our lives have changed so dramatically. We may, one, we are living in a stress bubble. Like if mm -hmm. you're not at least partially stressed by some part of what of the situation we're currently in any aspect of it right. right like i feel like you're just not even fucking paying attention so it's more important than ever to manage these things but um you know i i've had several clients i've met many of my clients have just completely excelled in this environment right like they have mm -hmm. it's not that their stress is any different but it's how they've been managing it right and so we actively do these through weekly check-ins um and it's my job as a coach to sort of recognize you know like i said with the one client i'm like okay well here's what i, I i'm seeing and then i have another client um and like we had to cut her off from tracking her food all week. Yep. I had to cut her off from, um, you know, weighing herself every day. I had to cut her, like I basically cut her off from everything we were doing. And she's in contest prep, right? Cut her off from everything. And when she checked in with me um, this week, she said, I didn't realize how much just tracking my food was stressing me out. Yeah. How much you know, getting in my workout and like, you know, counting reps and like all of this stuff. Like I literally cut her off from all of that. Yeah. Um, and she dropped two pounds. Right. So without us really changing how many, you know, and, and I had her just kind of like write down what she was eating. She wasn't using my fitness pal, you know, any of those things. Um, so, and you know, we severely reduced her, um, her training volume and, you know, we added yoga and, you know, some fasted walks in the morning where she could just start her day and, you know, whatever. So, you know, some things you don't realize that are stressing you are, are causing stress on your body. And I was doing a lot of research, um, uh, over the last week or so on, you know, kind of cortisol and its impacts. And I came across some really interesting uh, scientific studies on how just dieting in general causes stress on your body. So in many ways, I see little people. Um, I, so in many ways, the dieting alone, you're almost like, um, has a reverse effect, right? Because the stress of tracking your food and the stress of being on a calorie, like an overly restrictive diet, right? So for some people, it's just tracking, right? Like that gets really stressful. And for some people, you're like if, you're, if your calories are too low and your, your diet's overly restrictive, that can cause an increase in cortisol. And, and those are the kinds of things that can, you know, backfire on you, right? You're, I'm dieting so hard, I'm dieting so hard, but you know, I'm eating 800 calories a day and I'm not even saying people are cheating and you're not losing any weight. Well in many ways it is because you're overly stressing your body right you're you're eating too little and you're working out like a fucking maniac and you're you know all of these things and those cause and and the scale's not going down right so i'm eating 800 calories a day and i'm stressed cuz i'm so hungry and i'm doing 500 hours of cardio and i'm training really hard and you know and and all of these things and you're like scientific you know from from a scientific perspective you got the calories in versus calories out going on right like you're doing that right i mean not right but you know you should be losing weight and you're not and so 
what we have to attribute that to is the, you know, is the, the overtaxation of, of the body and the mind at that point. Absolutely. I mean, you and I both had recently clients in that situation and, um, you know, I had a client, same thing. There was a spike in weight and couldn't figure it out. And it wasn't even just weight. It was kind of puffiness. Mm-hmm. So we raised cardio, raised cardio, dropped calories, dropped calories to a point where I was like, okay, this is, you know, this isn't making any sense. And actually you and I talked about it and I pulled her off all cardio. We went from like 45 minutes, probably six days a week. Like that's how bad it had gotten. Pulled her off everything, made those walks with the dogs once a day instead. Um, back to, you know, fine calories. She dropped eight pounds in a week. Right. And it was pure puffiness pounds. Inflammation. Inflammation. So it was managing her inflammation and the cortisol, you know, two separate problems, but often intertwined. And I mean, it was really extraordinary because I said to her like, listen, you're just not going to be a high cardio person right now. Now, later in prep, we're going to have to figure that out and we could be in a different environment. Like, I don't know how much of the current environment is impacting her overall. And then the added training took her over the edge. I really don't know. And she's a high stress. And so we also have to, she's a high stress, high anxiety individual. So, so that's another thing you have that, that comes, right. So there are so many factors at play. Right. Like there are plenty of people that are just, I'm just a, you know, la-di-da, sure. boom, boom, boom kind of person. And so that kind of person might be able to train harder, might be able to do more cardio, might be able to diet harder sure. because you're not a high stress person to begin, you know, like that's just not who you are as a, uh, as a person. So right. all of these things have to, you know, like, that's why you can't ever do like this one size fits all training or, you know, one size fits all diet or because everybody is so different. Like every single one of my clients, I have to, we have to do something so completely different. I have another client, you know, we, we, you know, it's just, we, I've worked with her for years and she is just struggled, struggled, struggled. And I was like, we have got to like, what is the fucking mental block? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I hate logging. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know I can't do this without logging. I said, the fuck we can't, we'll do it without logging, right. right? We don't, you don't have to use my fitness pal if that's what's stressing you out, right? So we went to, and she actually decided to hire a meal prep company because it was just easier on her lifestyle. But she was like, you know, they'll do four ounces of veggie and four ounces of protein and, and whatever. And then she does her breakfast and she dropped like four pounds in a week. And it yeah. wasn't, the calories changed that much. One, it was adherence because mm-hmm. tracking was stressing her out. So she was more adherent to just like, here's what I'm doing. Right. So it's just, you know, finding, finding out what those things are. Right. And, and I, people just don't realize the importance of managing stress on your, you know, fat loss, athletic goals. It just, if people truly don't realize the impact that it has. I mean, it's absolute stress and sleep, which again, are also very intertwined are critical. And as we age, these become more and more important. You know, mm-hmm. we, we'll talk about this some other day, but both, both you and I have been talking about menopause a lot lately, both because we have a wow. lot of clients and because we are in the zone, <laughs> right? I'm in the perimenopause zone. Right, we're in the zone. But I have a lot of clients in that zone and mm-hmm. I, a lot of potential clients reach out to me and they say, 
well, do you know how to manage somebody in menopause or going into menopause? And the reality is it's all of the same stuff you should have been doing all along. But once you head into a place where you're having wacky hormones, it's all that more, much more critical, right? The key to menopause is managing your stress, your cortisol, your sleep, your inflammation, meaning not having high sugar, high fat, alcohol, you know, high sodium. It's doing all the shit you should be doing. Just unfortunately, if you're going into it bad, right, yep. it's going to be that much harder. Yep. There's no Absolutely. magic situation, right? There's no magic. Well, there are magic pills, but I, I don't have them. You got to talk to your doctor. But um, it's all of these things that if you're 20 right now and like, why are these crazy women talking about menopause? Nobody cares. First of all, you will someday be 42, I promise. Or 47. But, and 47, God willing. But it's all of these same fundamental things that, you know, later when women have problems older, or, you know, later in life, it's because you didn't get this shit together now, right? right. This doesn't ever change. It, it is a skill, frankly, understanding your stress management, your stressors, how to process those, being aware of it. It's not something that just happens. Right. So, so let's talk about, I mean, we've kind of touched on a bunch of, you know, things like stress kind of randomly, but let's list out what causes stress on the body, right? On, on the body and mind. Let's just, I mean, obviously it could be anything and everything, but specifically, I don't know that people, again, I think a lot of people understand like, oh, I'm in a stressful situation. Like I had a car accident. That's you know, it's stressful that, or yeah. whatever. Like work, my work deadline is stressful, but I don't think people realize the impact of physical, mental, you know, environmental stressors, right? So things like lack of sleep, is stress on the body. If you do not have enough recovery time overnight, one, remember we said cortisol is supposed to be high in the morning, low at night. If you're not getting enough rest in, you know, in sleep and recovery, then that's going to impact, you know, your, your cortisol and your, your, you know, your stress levels, um, training volume, right? Mm -hmm. So training too hard, too often, too much, um, too much hit, right? Like those, those kinds of things are going to cause stress on the or body. training unprepared, right? Training dehydrated, training yep. unfueled properly. Yeah. Uh, nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. So too high a calories, too low a calories, too strict, a, you know, a, you know, food restrictions, whatever that can cause stress on mm -hmm. the body. Um, there's also, um, you know, environmental, right? Like shit living in a, smoggy ass, like, hor you know, you know, environment that just your air quality, right. Can cause yeah. stress on the body. Um, the, the quality of your nutrition, right. So eating, you know, nonstop processed crappy foods mm -hmm. causes stress on the body. Mm. Um, even, uh, so from a mental perspective, so if you're somebody who worries a lot, right. Mm -hmm. Like if you, so even if it's not like a real stressful situation, if you imagine that there would be yes. stress, right? Like, so you're just like this uh, a naturally worried person all the time, that causes stress on the body, right? Like, so your perception of something, that, of uh, a threat, right? So we well, say- because your body responds the same way to right. a real threat or a perceived threat. Exactly. That, that's there's, exactly there's, the words I was looking for. Science, the science involved in all that. Yep. So, you know, yeah, like we were talking earlier, you know, I'm freaking out about school stuff and I can feel myself getting all worked up and I stopped myself and had to say, 
I don't know what's going to happen and I have no control of it. Right. I got to, all I'm doing right now, like I could feel myself getting stressed out, mm-hmm. worrying about something that I don't even know what's going to happen. So that, and that comes down to a lot of the mental training that we've talked about in previous podcasts of, of how you have to control your, your mindset, right? Like, and, and being able to not, you know, you could have gotten yourself all ramped up and stayed all ramped up all day long. And, you know, until the, until the thing comes, the announcement comes out, you could have just been ramped up all day, Totally. but you have to be able, you have the skills, right? You know, like, Hey, okay, this is, this is not doing me any good. So staying ramped up about some shit all day long, isn't going to do you any good. Staying ramped up about something you God, right now for me, the, the biggest, the best thing I can do to manage my stress besides eat healthy and sleep and water and all that shit, I got all that shit covered. I have to limit, like uh, not, not just limit, but I have almost eliminated news coverage and social media. And, and again, some people might be able to ingest some of that and be okay with it. I have tried to watch, you know, a little bit of news so that I at least have an understanding of what's happening in the world. Cause I do feel like I need to, to know that. But the minute I do, I, I feel it. I, I feel it. I see it. I, you know, it ingesting that, that stuff for me, it just puts me in a bad headspace. It puts me in a bad physical space. And I mean, I can, I can just feel it. And so I just have to, eliminate or severely restrict my intake of external stressors yeah. via social media and the news right now. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a, that's a real thing. And for a while, when you would say you didn't do it, I honestly was just like, thought you wanted to check out of society, but then I started to understand. <laughs> well, there, that might've been part of it, but no, that wasn't the real reason. But then I started to understand. And that is part, you know, that is what you have to really do is, see what are the things. And for me, it's often social media, right? It's not, not the news situation. I, I can handle that. Or let's say like, I am putting that in my bigger picture of things that I'm dealing with. Like it affects me too, but mine is dumb fucking people on social media, right? Like literally can make my stress level go through the roof. People I know right? Saying stupid stuff, doing stupid stuff, thousand fucking selfies of stupid people. And I find myself looking at it like, you're an idiot. You're dumb. What's this? You suck. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. No, I don't have to be on this. I am nope. purposely creating stress. So then that's something I think for a while you didn't understand about me when I was just like social media, I can't do it. People suck. And it looks like, again, I'm checking out of society, but it's because it just was an unnecessary stress increase for me. No. And I, I knew, I mean, you'd explained that to me before and I, and I, I understood, right. Like I understood your reason for like, cause it just, yeah. And I, you know, and admittedly, I, I think, I think your, I think your initial impression is, was right that I was checking on a society because society was stressing me the fuck out. Yeah, right. Like it yeah, was just, but but that's what it was, right? It's not that I didn't care because I. Right. The problem is I care immensely. I am right. an empath, and I feel everything right. from everybody, right? So it makes me a great coach, but it makes me a, a highly stressed person, right? Like right. so, so feelings stress me out, but I feel everything. 
I, that's why I cry all the time. That's why, you know, I'm just, I'm a very emotional person. I don't see that as a negative thing. Um, I see it as a positive thing, but it also means I have to be very aware of what I ingest. Right. And, right. and it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, I'm reading, um, listening to the, the Kevin Hart, um, the decision book on audible, which I highly recommend, by the way, it's not an actual book. You can only get it on audible because it's yes. audible original, but it's really good. And he has this thing and it, it's, you know, it's all the same stuff we all, I keep telling him like, oh my God, this is like exactly what we talk about in our retreat. And it's everything we do in our mindset coaching. Cause it is, but it's so cool because it's Kevin Hart and the words, he, the way he, the, you know, cause he's funny as shit. Right. And the, what he, the titles he puts on it and like all this stuff. So he calls the one thing a force field, right? It's like, yeah. it's like being a fucking yeah. star, star Wars or whatever in the fuck. And you have this, you know, a force field of, you just got to block the negative shit out. Like he talks about he's had friends for years and these are people that are just constantly like, wah, 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 mm -hmm. about, oh, I hate, and I don't like this person. I don't like that person. And he's like, I got, you got, you got to go. Yeah. You, you, you fucking gotta go. And, the, and it's people he's been friends with forever. And he's like, nope, you gotta go. Like he just realized that like, I got to set up this force field. He doesn't do social media anymore. Oh my God. When he was talking about social media, Brandy, it was like, it, it exactly what you said. He's like, it's not fucking fun anymore. And he said, and I used to be, he, you know, he, he talks about how he used to be this social media whore, basically. He was yeah. like, I was all over the social media and posted. Da, 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 da. He said, I don't go on fucking social media anymore. He said, unless I want to post something that I want you to see about me yeah, and that I want to share with you. He said, I'm not on it. He said, yeah. because it's, it's just nonstop right. negativity right. and bullshit. Yes. And he's, and so he's like, Nope, I got the force field up. He's like, Oh, you want to come at me with something? Nope. No. Like I'm yeah. not like, I'm not, I'm going to be happy. So he's choosing this mindset and yeah. he's choosing to set up this force field to, uh, to get this shit out of, you know, out of his face. Cause he doesn't, it's not helping him be a better person with this constant influx. Right. So, right. so that just went down a little bit of another path. Right. So kind of, but it's how you keep your mental healthy, right? Yeah. So that you can keep your physical healthy, right? Because he is limiting the stress on his life in that I mean, way. And absolutely. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. And then, you know, obviously all of the other lifestyle choices affect your stress level. So we talk about you have to have your financial house in order, you have to have your family life in order, you have to have all of these other things in order, not because you know, we're somehow taking a test of how good of a citizen you are, but because all of those things increase your stress level and impact your physical. You know, if you are stressed out about money, right, mm -hmm. that is a stressor. You're probably also losing sleep. Yep. You're probably also losing focus, right? And at the end of the day, that is going to impact your mind, body, health, the whole situation, you right. know? Um, same and remember paper. when you, right, so bringing that back to the cycle of what happens, lack of sleep, raised cortisol, cravings, mm -hmm. eat right. poorly, sleep, it's just, it's this, yeah. if you could see me making a circle. Yes, I, I see right? it. It's just nonstop. It is a cycle that you, is very difficult to get out of once you're in it. Because I know, I know my body so well, when I don't sleep well, man, I want to eat all day mm -hmm. long. I am fucking starving when I don't sleep well. Me too. And it's not good stuff. I just right. want to eat all the chips all the time. Right. Like, so, but when I get a good night's sleep, no, I, I'm, I'm in more control. I have less anxiety and I'm not as hungry. And, you know, so 
you know, yeah. stressing over finances, you may not realize is making you sleep less, making you eat more, making you fatter, you know, mm-hmm. making you feel worse. And then it's just, it's a vicious, vicious. Yeah. Cycle. Right. I mean, see, back to kind of our ongoing theme, you have to take an inventory and what are those things, you know, is it the kid's schedule, right? Are you so stressed out because your kids are on eight travel teams and whatever? And if that is a bad look for you, you have to make a decision. You don't have to just accept stress. And stress is not a badge of honor. No. Stress is a negative thing. And our society sometimes promotes it as some type of badge of honor. And that is not healthy and not correct. Being busy is no longer, for me, I was that person. I I think you were that person too, Mm -hmm. right? I think I was for sure, hashtag no sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, cause I'm so busy. Look at me. Like, oh my God, I get Facebook posts that pop up. You know, the, the, um, you cringe the, the, the memory, the memory things from back when I was competing and coaching and working full time and managing a son with special, you know, parenting a son with special needs and all that other stuff. And I wore that shit. Like I was the best thing since fucking sliced bread because I was so busy and I was so stressed and I did so much shit. And I look back at those and I'm like, ooh, man, why was I post? And oh my God, my posts back then, I posted so much negative shit. Like I got angry so easily and I was just like, you know what I mean? Like, God, life is so much better now. But, But what I will say is I have a completely different lifestyle now. I have worked out for 25 years, right? But back then, I always was, I looked heavier. I looked puffier. Like even at the same weight, right? Like, so I can compare because I have tracked this data for a hundred years, right? Like I can compare. And I know I weighed the same weight back in 2000, I don't know, we'll call it 2008, right? That I do now. And I look so much leaner now. And it's not, yes, I probably put on muscle and whatever the fuck. But, you know, it's, it's, I don't look puffy. I don't yeah. look inflamed. Yeah. I, and it's, be, and, and it's, and I'm eating more. Back then, I was so much more restrictive, right, with my calories and stuff. I eat, a sh- people would be surprised how much fucking food I eat, right? I eat a shit ton of food, but I sleep eight to nine hours a night. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like my stress is managed. Yeah. So much better and and this is what I try to use myself as an example when I'm talking to clients like it's you know I I can't I can't stress to you enough <laughs> that I can't stress enough how much this has made me look better right mm-hmm. not just feel better I look better at the exact same weight yeah I mean, like I could post pictures. Like I could probably go back and post pictures and like, this is what I look like living a life of stress, sleeping four hours a night. If I was lucky, because I had to get up at two 30 in the morning to do cardio, right? Like prepping on God, what, what a fucking mess. I never want to go back to that. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't, like, no. that's not stress is a dirty word. You know, it's a dirty word. I don't, again, talking about social media, anybody who posts stuff like that, like those are the things I get mad at. Yeah. Like, why I do, do two think, now. I do like, two what? Now. You're you're an idiot. Because I'm you're a an idiot. smoker. You, yeah, right. I'm, I'm like, yeah. That's how I'm one but, of those. Right. Like how a you look at smokers. Smoker, a reformed smoker that chokes at everybody else's. No, I look at their cigarette. I'm like, when I'm 84, I'm having that cigarette. I'm picking that back up. I, I am at 84. But no, I do the same thing. I look I, like even my when my memories pop up, I'm like, oh God, it makes me cringe. And I see people doing that now. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're annoying. Stop right. about how busy and fucking 
whatever your life is. Cause, and so you said stress is a dirty word. So in the way that we're talking about it, yes, a lifestyle of stress, right? You're, you actually, there is good stress. There is stress that you, you, you need to have, right? So stress pushes you to work harder and, you know, so there are very good aspects of stress, but also realize that good stress is still stress, right? Mm -hmm. On the body and the body does not differentiate the difference, right? Mm -hmm. So we need stress, right? To, to make us better. Like there, you know, there are things that push us further as human beings and in our careers and in our sports or whatever. So the good stress we need, but understand that if you have good stress and then all this other stress, it's right too much stress on the body. So I just wanted to, I wanted to do a quick, quick, blah, blah, yeah. quick clarification on that. Well, that's important. Yeah. We're talking about alleviating unnecessary stress or a lifestyle of habitual unnecessary stress. And what it will do to you if you don't. Right. It will legit kill you. Well, and you know, like we talked about in the beginning, we have anecdotal cases with our own clients that when we actively remove the stress, so the client I talked about when I pulled all the cardio, she was habitually very just stress oriented. So she competed last summer. We spent six months in reverse dealing with yoga, meditation, circle breathing. And I mean, she has just changed her lifestyle. I mean, it took a long time to convince her. That, I think her husband appreciates that. Right. Probably. That there's a different way. <laughs> what's extraordinary is I pulled her picture. She's, oh, I'm going to forget the numbers now. She's something like 15 pounds more yep. than the pictures a year ago. I might be lying on the numbers, but it's a lot. A year ago, she was pretty close. It was yeah. like 15 pounds. And she was, um, she looks better now, 15 pounds more in maintenance. You know, last year she was getting ready for prep. And it's just this look of, relaxation in her whole mind and body. And that she's such a different athlete to coach now. Cause before, like you'd have to be, you would have to be emotionally prepared to give her a change. Cause you knew it was going to be anxiety inducing. Yes. She was a now, bit neurotic. She was, a, yeah. Now she's like, okay, whatever. Sounds great. You know? And I'm like, this is, this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But it was a process for her. And she tackled becoming less stressed out and she tackled relaxation the way she tackled everything else in her life. Mm -hmm. You know, she had to tackle it as a job and God bless her. She can and does. Yep. But, um, I mean, it, it's, we see it absolutely with our athletes. Yep. There's no way around it. Nope. I mean, just, you know, I'm working with, uh, I'm working with another client who came to me. So she competed and rebounded horribly, uh, with another coach. And she, again, she was another very high stress individual, young girl too, with a phenomenal physique. And she ended up, so, oh, by the way, stress, stress can actually induce dormant autoimmune diseases. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't mean it gives it to you, but you know, you're typically predisposed to it, you know, genetically or, or what have you, um, hereditary and, um, stress can induce that. Right. And so, um, she ended up literally out of the blue, right. Post-competition, um, with lupus. Um, one of the reasons why she reached out to me is because she knew that, you know, I, I had the same and, you know, from a coaching perspective anyway, just implementing 
you know, helping her calm down from her like black and white, oh my, your restrictive mm-hmm. nutrition issues, right? She was a binge restrictor. It was mm-hmm. like binge restrict, binge mm-hmm. restrict. So this nonstop, um, you know, stress at work, not sleeping. Oh God, her training load was insane. I mean, it was like harder and more reps and kill myself. I've yeah. got to kill myself in every training session. Anyway, we've been working together for almost six months and this girl eats like a fucking beast. I mean, like, you know, we've got her, she can have on track meals and it doesn't stress her out. And, you know, she eats, but she's also a very regimented person. So staying regimented, you know, mm-hmm. 90% of the time is what she needs. We reduced her training volume like in the house. Yeah. Um, and she has lost 16 pounds. Wow. Eating more, right? Yeah. Like not eating and doing n- next to no cardio. We do a little bit of cardio every couple of weeks, right? Like that's it. Um, she's training from home, you know, she's under the same stressors, you know, we all are. Um, but it's just been taking the stress and inflammation off of her body, right. And her mind, right. So we, we did a lot of mental work. This was not just physical. So we did lots of reducing of the physical stuff. We did a lot, you know, refocusing the physical stuff. We did lots of reprogramming of the mind to get her right. And she is, God, you look at her pictures and she was so, I mean, it wasn't just body fat. She was just inflamed just so inflamed and not just that her her lupus numbers have come down like tremendously like it was amazing sky high right so it was it's honestly she's just like one of the biggest i love opening her check-ins every week because she's just she's continuing to learn and grow and focus on her recovery right like it's just it's all about like and she's and she listens she now understands her body right she's no longer trying to punish her body with with more right. stress and more training and more diet and all this other stuff. Right. She's, she's quite literally has been able to exhale and I mean, pounds and eaten like a, she eats probably 2000 to like 2,300 calories a day. Like she's just a fucking beast. And she's anyway, it's just, it's just, we could go on and on about the mm-hmm. number of people we've worked with and, you know, cause this, this isn't, it's just science. Right. So right. I've actually, quite literally read about a hundred different articles on it. Plus I have, we have experience mm-hmm. with ourselves. I know from my mm-hmm. personal and with our clients. Absolutely. I mean, it's how important this is. It is. It's extraordinary. And it's a piece that I feel like so many people miss. And it is a piece that I feel by and large is benefited by having a coach. Yes. Right. To help kind of walk you through you know, and look at things in a different way and kind of point out things to you that you maybe didn't realize about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because I read my clients check-ins and there could be a line in there about something that they maybe think is just completely inconsequential, you know, and I, I like my clients to include everything going on in their lives, like everything yep. to nuts. And I will base training or programming, you know, if I have a client going through some sort of major lifestyle situation, like you said, I adapt to that. I back off training. I give them what they need to feel good and mm-hmm. still progress, but that's not the time to get crazy, yep. right? Because they're going to have all this other stress load. And it's also not the time to be like, well, you're stressed out. You do nothing. It's wh- That's the time that you need somebody to help you and to guide you and to say, listen, 
let me take, let me take the stress off of you. Yep. That's exactly Here is, what I, yeah, yep. here's your program. You just do this. I've got this for you. I've got you here. Now you go deal with a divorce or you go deal with the kid that you want to choke or you go deal with whatever it is mm -hmm. so that you come out of the crisis better than you went in. Right. So that's my advice to everybody for what it's worth. Yeah. I mean, it is, like I said, it's, it's incredibly beneficial, you know, and, and we, you know, you don't have to be an athlete. I, you know, I guess selfless, selfless, shameless self-promotion. Yeah. You don't have to be an athlete to work with us. We actually mm -hmm. work with clients on exactly this, right? Like, so if you right. feel like you're somebody that is just, you know, kind of the, the stress aspect of it, right? Like if it's just like, Hey, you're not really interested in like, I don't need, I don't want to compete or I don't want to run a marathon or whatever. Like we, we can help you with all, everything we've talked about today. Like this Absolutely. is what we, whether it could be a competition client or, or we have plenty of clients that are just, they're our lifestyle clients. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, they're never going to compete older, older women, you know, younger women. They just, they just want to be, be better, feel better, yeah. you know, whatever the life athlete stuff that we talk about. This is, this is what we coach on. So if you're somebody who's really struggling and you just don't even know where to start, because this is a lot, right? It is a lot. You're like, mm -hmm. fuck, I know I need to manage my stress, but what the fuck? Like, how do I do that? Right. And, so, and that's what we, that's what that's, we do. We help with. Yeah. And you know, that's the benefit of a coach and no matter what you do, you know, like my horse side of life, right? Like I know how to do all of those things, but it's way easier to have a coach who's, you know, figures out the problem for me and just says, look, listen, you just do this. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't see things about myself the same way somebody else does. Right. So yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of my clients aren't competition clients. They're people mm -hmm. just trying to be in a better place. And maybe it's delusional, but I don't think any of our clients, I think all of our clients leave better off. I think everybody leaves most, mostly they never leave, but those who do leave, <laughs> leave better off. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, you know I, I know that they, they take with them some skills that, you know, we've, we've given them, um, you know, to do it on their own or even to go work with other coaches. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like at least they've, they've developed some really solid foundation to go off and maybe work. It could be a coach that doesn't focus on this kind of stuff, but maybe we've at least given them, you know, the skills to do that. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you know, moral of the story is, you know, stress is more than just what you might obviously see as stress, mm -hmm. right? Like literally stress is coming at you from every angle and every TV screen and everything you listen to and it's environmental, it's mental, it's emotional, it's physical. Um, and it's not always, it's, we need stress. We need, we need some stress, but mm -hmm. understand that, um, it's all stress to the body, right? It's right. going to take the good and the bad. And it's, you know, so you have to manage what you can with, um, you know, with what you can. And yeah. so you don't get fat and you don't die. Yeah, don't die. Nobody because dies. Because stress will literally, literally kill you, right? Quite and quite. that's where mm -hmm. you end up with diabetes, right? So when we talk about, you know, so if we were to get more, and I'm not, not going to dive, like deep dive into the hormone and aspect of it, but, you know, high cortisol, high blood sugar, mm -hmm. you know, uh, overweight, diabetes, heart disease, right. you know. So when people talk about stress killing you, it's not just like, oh, I had a stressful event and had a heart attack and I died, right? It's just, it's all the things that are going on internally in your body 
from chronic chronic stress, chronically raised cortisol because we right. need cortisol too. Cortisol is not a bad it's not a bad hormone. We need it. It's necessary, but you don't want it to be chronically raised or imbalanced in a sense of it's not high in the morning, it's high at night, right? Like right. you don't, yeah. you got to have the right balance of cortisol. And so that's the moral, moral of today's story. So my challenge to everybody this week is to just start being aware. Yeah. You know, I think it's great if you actually take a note, right? That's going to help you more so. Um, but be aware every time you feel something that stresses you out. I'm not saying solve the problem, but be aware or make a note of the things that are creating some sort of stress, minor or major. And that's the first step to really sorting through what's necessary and what's not necessary. Right. Okay. So. A challenge. All right. So um, any, any other um, things we need to talk about before we give everybody their life back because I hear people coming in and out of your office. There's little I know, people. No and I got to go wake up my teenage son to no do matter his what I do, 20 minutes no of school. what I say, kids run in and out of here. And when I say kids, it's one kid. Five-year-olds just don't follow directions at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. So I think that's going to cover it for today. Um, you know, uh, please uh, – Leave us some feedback, uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Um, feedback is wonderful. If you could rate us and leave comments, that it, it's wonderful. It makes us feel good. It reduces our stress levels. I think that'd be It reduces great. our stress. It reduces our stress if we know people are, you know, <laughs> and join us on our Facebook discussion group if you want to. Um, and obviously, if you need help with your own stress, reach out, like send mm -hmm. us a message, go to our, our website, centerstageathleticscoaching.com. Um, we have a, you know, like a little intake form there or a contact form. Um, if you want to know how to reach us, um, you know, we'd be happy Absolutely. to help if you feel like you need a little extra help with, uh, with what's going on right now. So, totally. all right. So don't get weird. Use your head. And it will all be okay. It will. Bye. Bye.